Dream Queer Podcast was conceived on a budget of zero dollars. I was a gay boy with a dream. A dream to entertain and inspire. Taking notes from some of my favorite podcasts, I felt there wasn't one that could scare, entertain, inform, or interact with the audience. And most importantly, from a gay Latino's perspective. My pilot episode consisted of me explaining the background and inspiration for the show and sharing personal stories, such as a robbery which occurred while I was asleep one night. We all got to scream somewhere, right? Hello? Hello? Hi, uh, this is Brian Lee calling on behalf of the National Home Project. Oh my God. Um, how are you today? I want to get off this fucking call. This is what I want to do. Welcome into the very first episode of the Scream Queer Podcast. My name is Ralph Anthony. And again, welcome. I'm really happy that I convinced myself off of a ledge to go ahead and go through with this, to pursue this. It has definitely been a long time coming. Probably late 2019 early 2020 is is when I, I had somewhat of an idea that I wanted to do a podcast and I wanted to give my insight I wanted to give my opinion I wanted to entertain people I wasn't really motivated at that time as well because I was working this really really shitty job and god that shit just drained me and not to mention in 2020 when the lockdown happened with uh because covid it was just a fucking shit show it was a big fucking shit ball that just kept rolling and getting bigger and bigger and bigger so i wasn't really motivated to really do anything creatively and express myself in that way so i kind of put it on the back burner and it wasn't until recently i want to say like midsummer I had really started to put myself out there creatively. I was, you know, making recipe videos on TikTok and Instagram and October came and I don't know why I just, I wanted to do something that can be interactive where I can, you know, connect with people who I hadn't really connected with. So in the month of October on Instagram, I would post a scene from different horror films that. I felt were influential. I thought were iconic. I thought were fucking awesome. And I would post them daily. I, I would post one daily and I would do like little bonuses here and there. But the response I got was so fucking cool. Everyone was just so open to it. They were, they were receptive to it. It was just, it was great. I really enjoyed connecting with, like I said, people who I, I didn't really talk to on there. I would get, you know, like, thank you for doing this. I've had a lot of fun watching what you post every day. Or, oh my God, I forgot so-and-so was in that. I'm going to go back and watch that to see if I catch them in there. Or even like, hey, what movie is this? Like, I want to check it out. I love 
seeing people laugh. I love seeing people like cringe. I just love entertaining people. I really fucking do. I wanted there to be some sort of structure. Fuck that. Fuck structure. What the fuck is structure? I don't I don't live my life with any kind of structure. My life's a fucking mess. Obviously, I'm going to talk about scary shit. But I also want to talk about real shit. And I don't think there's anything more scary than shit that's going on in our world right now. Because it's pretty fucking scary. I want to talk about some sex shit. Paranormal shit. I want to talk about true crime shit. I just want to entertain. And, and I'm really excited like i've said a million times like i i can't express how excited i am i can't wait to see where this goes i can't wait to see like who comes on here i'm just i'm super 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 stoked and thank you for clicking on this thank you for believing in this podcast because i mean even if i can connect with one person and make their day and make them smile then I'm doing something right because I'm not going to be for everyone. I'm really not. So if you're giving this a shot and you're like, dude, this is fucking awesome. Let's fucking go. Can't wait for season two, three, and four. Amazing. But then if you're like, you know what? This is a little bit too fucking gay for me. I'm a go. That's fine too because I always tell myself like, you're not going to be for everyone, Anthony. And that's, that's okay. That's okay because no one, not everyone is for everyone. We all have different likes. We all have different opinions. We all can tolerate a certain amount of things from certain people. We're not going to be for everyone. And as a society, we need to know that that's, a, that's, that's cool. Like, that's okay. So funny story. No, it's not really funny. It's kind of fucked up. I was robbed when, when I was asleep. I, I believe I was 12. I lived with my, with my grandparents. We lived, they... They kind of, I don't know if it was considered ghetto. Yeah, it probably was. I live with my grandparents in the ghetto. And pretty much the house was only able to be cooled off by a swamp cooler. And it was definitely a hot summer night. But my grandparents wouldn't fucking leave that thing on at, at night because the electric bill. So what we would do is we would leave all of our windows open. So we did that. And I had a f- probably a giant fan and it was like blaring. Is that even? Yeah, blaring. It was just blowing like winds at like 200 miles per hour. That's dramatic. It was just blowing like it was it was loud. OK, it was freaking loud. And I guess I was asleep and I, I didn't hear anything. But someone came up to the window. They took the screen off of the window climbed through it and fucking stole my playstation 2 that i had just gotten with some games and it was just so traumatizing you guys it was so it was it was really traumatizing i woke up and i was like why is my screen off my window i like look and it's just like thrown there on the grass and i'm like okay what's going on and then i was like hey my playstation's gone and yeah they just they robbed me while I was asleep. And that's really fucking scary because I could have, I don't know. I could have either been shot or had my throat slit or they could have tried to suffocate me. Like, it's just, it's really crazy. And I think that that has probably stayed with me (laughs) into my adulthood, obviously. (laughs) 
one topic Scream Queer Podcast really used to dive heavily into was sex. In the second episode, one listener submitted a question asking if I had ever had a sexual experience with a straight man before. This episode would go on to be a favorite amongst screamers. The Ghost of Blowjobs Past was my highest streamed episode with hundreds of streams in its first two days. As a show without any major background or fan base, those numbers were huge. On episode three, I tackled doppelgangers, their history, and my experience coming across my very own porn doppelganger. Additionally, jumping ahead a few episodes to episodes seven and nine, I open up about my first experience with strippers and discuss the uncensored world of Twitter, making a living as a sex worker and sexual positivity with one of my first ever guest hosts. Have you had any sexual experiences with any straight men? I had a best friend growing up and I would hang out with them a lot. And I've, I always kind of knew that I had a, I had a crush on him. He didn't live, live in my neighborhood. He would just come visit his family who lived in my neighborhood a lot. And pretty much, uh, we literally did everything together. Like I would eat dinner at his, at his house with his family. Um, I don't think he ever really came to my family. Um, but yeah, I was literally always with this this fucking guy and it was at a, at, a, at a time where I was you know I still didn't know like I knew I was attracted to to guys but I didn't know how to maneuver things you know I, I was I was young and so yeah we we were you know doing things that that boys would do I mean we would jump off of trees even though I, w- I was a fucking little girly boy I'd be like I don't want to jump off that I'm gonna get hurt you know and we would ride our bikes and do all this all this you know regular stuff and when we started to get a little bit older <laughs> uh we met this this other friend of ours I don't want to like say s- things that are too specific because I, I don't want to get anyone you know but anyway, we were cool with him for a while. And then he was like, hey, let's have a sleepover. Uh, I have a tent. We can set it up in, in the, the back and have like a little camp out. Cool, fun. That's great. So we had a we had a sleepover in this new friend's backyard. And I don't know what was said or what, you know, what led to this. I don't remember. Basically, what happened is they... At one point, they just both pulled their out and started, you know, off and it kept kept on going. And then I was like, I don't want to do that. <laughs> I don't want to do I'm, I'm going to just go to sleep. And then they got up and they like, you know, started like, you know, joking, joking, like poking me with their shit. And then and then I don't know how or whose idea it was, but. All I can remember is that, and then the next thing you know, I had a fucking sheet over my head, and they both had their d**ks in my mouth. And I just remember them saying that if he, that if I put the blanket or, or sheet over my head, that it wasn't going to be gay, because I, I wasn't really touching it. 
So they did that, and I don't think these guys were gay. I honestly think they were just trying to bust. So that that situation happened, and I mean, it wasn't really weird after that. Uh, but I think that kind of opened the door for everyone to, you know, start being more more comfortable around one another. So, I mean, we... It, that led to us watching porn and, you know, um, another incident where I had a sheet over my head and I was taking <laughs> Oh, this is so embarrassing. But I just remember one time it was just me and my and my best friend and we were in my, my room and I was And I took the, the sheet off and I was like, can I just do it without the, the sheet? Like, it's really hot under here. And then he was like sure if if you want to be weird and i was like uh, no i'll put it back on and i fucking put it back on and you know let him do what he had to do and then i and i think that was one of the last times because there was a lot of times like i i remember he would just he would get condoms from from his dad's stash and he would try them on in front of me just all nonchalant and i'd be like oh yeah that one i literally was like so in love with this guy because he he was a fucking jerk off he was so rude and just so wild and i believe he's like married with like kids now and you know we're all doing our own thing now so have any of you ever had someone come up to you and be like oh my god i saw your 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 twin today or your doppelganger and it was fucking creepy I mean, they don't say it in those words, but they're just, they make it seem like it, it was creepy that they seen someone who looked like you a lot. Or how about what would happen if you were to see your quote unquote doppelganger? I know my dad has told me something about that. He was like, if you ever see someone that looks just like you to go the other way or something, but the the correct definition for doppelganger is an apparition or double of a living person. The word doppelganger originated in Germany and means double walker. So about doppelgangers, I just found this topic very interesting because I do I do believe that there is some sort of other timeline or it's kind of like the marvel cinematic universe like you know how there's different worlds and if you it's like a like a spider-verse kind of you know i actually do believe that that should exist out there because i mean there's a lot of stuff that we don't we don't know so there are a lot of spooky doppelganger myths and occurrences probably the most popular instance was when abraham lincoln saw his in 1860 so allegedly abraham lincoln had seen his reflection doubled in the mirror i think if i had seen something like that i probably would have shit my pants (laughs) also they believe if you interact with your doppelganger that it can give you malicious advice fucking great if i see fucking mine i'm going the opposite way because i can assure you i don't know how i can fuck up my life anymore (laughs) stay away stay away wait oh my god i think i actually have seen my doppelganger and it it literally looked just fucking like me (laughs) it was in porn it was it was uh 
back when I had blonde hair and the guy in this photo, he has blonde hair too. And literally he has my exact profile. He has my exact hairstyle. And the like the blonde was exactly how I how I had it because I had it just blonde on top and the sides were still still dark like a fucking raccoon. But I had to really look at the photo to prove to myself that I didn't take this photo. I was like, what the fuck? It was so weird. <laughs> Oh my gosh. But what brought me back and like okay this this isn't you is his fucking body was so snatched. Okay, so the the photo has this guy. It's like the camera's positioned above him and he's his legs are like spread the fuck open. Like I think he's like doing the splits. Well, he's he's on his stomach laying on the bed. His legs are open doing the splits and he has a fucking d- on his headboard. And he, like, backed into it, like, while his legs are doing the splits, like, split open. But it looks just like me. It really, it really does. Maybe I'll post a censored photo of it on Instagram. Hmm. Another superstition states that if someone else sees your doppelganger, it means that you might be very sick. If you see someone that looks like me... Don't even tell me. I don't want to fucking know. Thank you. Do you have a question for me? Why'd you get me on fucking Twitter? Because it's just this uncensored world of sexual positivity. Yeah. Porn? (laughs) It's not porn. Well, I mean, it is. Yeah. I don't know. It's weird because remember those two girls I sent you, the ones who were like, hi, guys. Mm, look at those big tits. Oh, yes, yes, yes. So, okay. So I was like obsessed with those girls like a few years ago. They're uh-huh. called the Cock Destroyers. Oh, they um, were saying that. Yeah. yeah, that's what they went by. They have like merch and everything. I fucking bought a shirt and everything. Oh, yeah. really? But what I loved about them is that like they didn't give a fuck. Yeah. Um, and their message was to just like inspire people to be more sexual, like positive. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, uh, cause there was a lot of shame going around for mm-hmm. sex workers, like people who have only fans oh, or yeah. like girls who just take pictures of their bodies for money. And uh, I've heard of to that. me at the end of the day, it's just, you're making a living. Yeah. And I don't think it should be like looked down upon or some of these people are really fucking smart. They're just taking oh, yeah. pictures of their fucking feet, making like yes. 50 grand fucking yeah. a month. Or even so. selling like used stuff. Mm-hmm. Right? Like I actually tried that. Stuff. Mm-hmm. But you never told me? Well, I'm telling you now. It's okay, spill the tea. It was after I quit my job. And what were you, you were selling stuff? I was trying to, but I, I felt weird, so I backed out. Um, Where? It's like a certain website. Yeah, and it, it looked really sketchy. I forgot what it was called. But because I know there's this app called Feet Finder, right? Mm-hmm. And you can make a profile and you sell your pictures and stuff of your feet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I saw I saw like an article about it, and I was like, I want to try that. The Feet Finder or the one that you were on? No, the one where you could sell like cum rags and like you can piss in a bottle. Oh shit! And I was like, dude, that's fucking easy. <laughs> You just buy a bunch of little bottles. That's yeah, crazy. and just piss them up. But then I was like, nah, this is like, like just go get a job, dude. 
Really? Well, not like the, there's people that make a lot of money. Doing I know, that, but yeah. for me, like I was like, stop. You should have followed through with it. Let me get my BBL first, and then we'll <laughs> then we'll talk. No, I don't know. Yeah, but I feel like I, I do feel like some type of way because they do. No, I, I didn't mean like who... whoever does that to go get a job. I'm, I was telling myself that. Yeah. Like I'm all for it, but for me, I, I was just kind of like, I don't know if I want to do that. Yeah. Anyway, go on. Sorry. No, like I don't feel like they should be shamed. shamed. Yeah. Because everyone makes money doing different shit. Mm-hmm. You don't have to get a nine to five. No. And I, and I almost feel like you have more financial freedom that way. And you can enjoy your time and you yeah. don't have to be on anyone's schedule mm-hmm. and you don't feel good. You don't have to call in. Yeah. Getting your ship covered. How cool the ways, how many ways there are to make money. So I'm telling you, let me see your feet. Let's take pictures of them and let's, let's make Let's a, do it. Let's make your OnlyFans. You know what? People actually like chubby toes. Are you saying you have chubby toes? Yeah. I've heard that. Are they cute? I think they're cute. Take a picture later and send it to me. <laughs> send a picture to me and I'll put it on, on Instagram and I'll make a poll about it. Okay, how about let's 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 do it. Let's make a Feet Finder account. We'll oh post both of our pics. Uh, not with these motherfucking Jeepers Creepers toes. <laughs> <laughs> You're so dramatic, dude. Dude, have you ever seen a, a eagle? Like their feet, how they grab their talons? Yeah. That's what my fucking toes look like. I've seen... Some nasty fucking toes. It's because when I was younger, we were poor, and my grandma used to put my feet into smaller shoes, so my toes are like kind of crooked. Oh, she would. <laughs> she did her best. Bless her soul. Yeah, and bless her soul for giving me fucking talons to walk <laughs> around with. I can literally pick shit up with my toes. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, that's kind of cute, actually. No, it's not. It won't make us any money, so don't even. <laughs> hey, you would be surprised. Okay, when you were saying earlier about that girl that suffocates people. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. She makes money doing that? True. So should you suffocate me and put it on? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No, but I'm saying, like, you wouldn't think that people are sexually into that. And there are people. They are. Look at how many views she gets. So there's people who like chubby toes, like mine. And talons. (laughs) We should try it, honestly. If you have any um, experience doing Feet Finder or any apps where you sell any products like that, like your clothes or used panties, let, let us, us know. know. <laughs> She's all talking for me. <laughs> yeah, because we're not trying to work. Yeah, dude, I don't think I can go back to a nine to five. No. Going back to like what you were saying earlier about living, I feel like working a nine to five, it's so, you don't feel like, you're stuck in this like robotic routine mm-hmm. and it's like, fuck, you don't even feel like where you just get your weekends off. Like, is this, is this what I'm going to do forever? Yeah. Season one, episode seven also had me tackling controversial topics such as ageism and whether or not straight men give off a certain gay dar based off of how feminine they act or how many gay friends they have. So for those of you who know me personally, You know that I absolutely adore Madonna. (laughs) I've I've always like enjoyed her music, but I think getting older, I've come to appreciate her artistry and her music a lot more. Her Instagram 
In present day is a different story. The backlash that she gets for her Instagram now is is the bad part. Because here's this woman, I think she's like in her mid-60s. She's a fucking queen. She does whatever the fuck she wants, you know? And people are hating on her because she'll post a picture of her ass, which I'm pretty sure she got ass implants, and her boobs are done. And people just like to talk shit because... They're shaming her for being a certain age and doing what she wants and trying to quote-unquote act young. But at the end of the day, if you're in your literally 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, and you want to do shit like that, fucking do it. Where in society did we go to... Like limit people on on what they should do because they're a certain age. You're fucking ageist if you're judging someone for being a certain age and dressing a certain way. That's fucking ageism and it needs to fucking stop. It is the ugliest thing and I think that is why a lot of people at a certain age, they get really self-conscious, they get really in their head, they they think once you get to a certain age, like, your life is over and you have to, you know, just surrender to these societal norms that shouldn't even fucking exist. Like, we're all humans and we should be able to do whatever the fuck we want. So, if Madonna wants to have her ass out, let her have her ass out. I'm just so over people trying to stay you know, in this little bubble that we're supposed to be in. Like, no, get out. Do what you want to do. Dress how you want to dress. It doesn't It doesn't matter what age you are. If you want to dye your hair rainbow color, dye your fucking hair rainbow color. If you want to get your septum pierced, pierce your fucking septum. If you want to get a BBL, BBL. Okay, can we? Okay, just stop being ageist, okay, people? Like, I'm fucking over it. That's ugly. Okay. We need to fucking talk. <laughs> BBLs. BBLs. What is the deal with those? I'd get a BBL in a heartbeat if I could. Anybody out there want to pay for my BBL? Hit me up. I was recently at this uh, batch and bachelorette party, and uh, apparently one of the strippers was talking to some of my friends. And they told me that she was telling them that she wanted to get a BBL and because the, the girl she was with had a really nice body. She had a really fucking nice body. And this one, she was... Her body looked good. She, it was, she, her, her body was natural. It was, it was on the more natural side. And there's nothing wrong with that. But she was telling them that she felt self-conscious because, you know, like, she's, she's not as, like, in shape or her body's not as perky as the other girl and that she can't wait for her BBL and all of this stuff. And I was like, what the heck, dude? Like, you look good. The fact that you're... (laughs) I'm talking about a stripper here. Like, I'm not judging. But the fact that she's able to do that and take her clothes off at all. Like, you... You look... Like, she looked fine. She looked fine. And this bitch was bad, too. Like, 
Okay, so I've never, <laughs> I've never been around like, like I've never interacted with the stripper, so I didn't know what the fuck to do. So, the girl who wanted the the BBL, she was known for doing like a little handstand and like a flip on you while you're sitting on on the couch. So she was the, the the first one who, oh my God, who I let interact with me. And I was really uncomfortable and really awkward. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, you're so good. Yes, girl, get it, get it. And she was like, I'm going to do it on you. Just hold my, hold my ass. So I do that. And she does her little handstand flip on me while I'm sitting on, on the couch. And I think, it, 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 no, yeah, it was a bachelorette. Uh, bachelor slash Halloween party. So I was in my fucking ghost face outfit and she does this like handstand on me in my ghost face outfit. And I'm like struggling trying to hold her her ass because my little toothpick arms. And she was just so cute and she didn't need a BBL. But I mean, it's your body. So do whatever you want with it. But uh, the other stripper, oh my God. I don't know why I was so intimidated or nervous, but... I ended up getting a lap dance by her and I didn't know what the fuck to do or what the fuck to say. I was just like sitting there like, oh, uh, you look so good. <laughs> and then she was like, you can touch my tits if you want. And I was like, okay. And then I like, I grab her tits and I'm like, oh, they look so good. And then she turns around and she's like twerking and shit on me. And I'm like, she's like, touch it. And I didn't, I don't. I've never been with a girl like that, so I didn't I didn't know what to do. Like I didn't want to grab her because I felt like I was disrespecting her. So I just like slapped her ass. I was like, "Oh yeah, you look so good." And then she got off because I'm pretty sure she could tell I was so fucking uncomfortable. But yeah, BBLs. Like I don't like if I were to get a BBL, it would look ridiculous because I have. My leg, I'm really tall. I'm 5'11", and my legs are, <laughs> my legs are pretty skinny, and I can squat all I want. I can do all these leg workouts, and they won't grow. I ta- I've taken protein. I eat a lot of meat. Um, yeah, I I even cut carbs out at one point and started just squatting all like hardcore and doing all these heavy heavy leg workouts, and they like they'll get toned and cute, but they won't get big. So if I were to get a BBL, I'd look like fucking Flick from A Bug's Life. What are your thoughts on straight guys with gay friends? Also, what are your thoughts on straight guys with gay traits and mannerisms? Just asking. I've just come across a lot when going out and one of my friends. I think he's secretly gay. Oh. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. Uh, what I've been saying a lot to some of my girlfriends who uh, have been speculating some gayness going on in their straight guy community <laughs> is, I don't know, I feel like using that term, gaydar, or yeah, like just anything that has to do with like saying like, oh my gosh, my gaydar is going off, or does your gaydar pick up on that? I think it's kind of outdated because... If you notice, there are a lot of men out there who are very feminine. And that doesn't mean that they like the same sex. It just means they're very feminine. Uh, They just, they like to show a side of them that 
a majority of straight men don't like to share. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And I don't think that these guys are gay. They're just not afraid to be 100% themselves and express themselves how they fucking want to. Like, there are so many straight guys now who paint their fingernails. They wear makeup. Okay. Oh, fuck. I just, like, flip my hair right now because I'm pissed. I'm always pissed about something. Okay, but I don't see the need... (laughs) for guys to wear makeup that is labeled for men like i never understood that whole for men thing because i wear makeup but i mean i'm gay but i i wear you know just general makeup like it's not for men it's it's just makeup and it it kind of like irks me a little bit because i'm like dude like why i just want everyone to be happy i want everyone to be happy and comfortable with themselves and I think that stems from myself not being able to be who I was for so long that I had it I had to hide it so now I literally literally just want everyone to be their best authentic self and just express it there are a lot of men out there who aren't afraid to get in touch with their feminine side and be emotional and be sensitive and I think they should be allowed to be that way and not labeled as the in like in the closet or you know like they shouldn't there shouldn't be speculation that they are gay and the same goes for for guys who have gay friends i want a straight best friend season one episode four of the podcast was titled american lie which saw me visiting topics such as death and aging i also delved into the issue of gun violence and highlighted the concerning absence of accountability our nation faces regarding this matter. I also discuss and challenge the topics of society wanting to keep things moving and doing things for others that could potentially make them uncomfortable, all to keep the peace. Life really is so fucking fragile. And I don't really know if I can say that I'm afraid of death or if I'm just really scared of how I'm going to die. Like, how would you guys want to want to go out? Think about it. Think about it. I'm pretty sure that I, I think the best way, and I think it's probably the way that most people would want to go out is if they passed away in their sleep. Like I've, right? Right? Like it's just the most, easy and peaceful way like no one's you know no one's gutting you no one's slitting your throat you're not getting attacked like you're just in your bed asleep like we all do every night and that's it you just stop i definitely think that's probably how i would want to (laughs) go yeah yeah definitely while i'm asleep but like what do you guys think happens like what do you what do you think happens when 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 we die? Like do you think we go to heaven? Is there even really a heaven? Is there really a hell? Or is it just like a like a like a place we go, like an afterlife or there's also been some theories that I've been reading up on where apparently like when you die, like your body's obviously as you know, we 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 are made up of just energy. So 
where does that energy go? Or when we die, like, do we get some sort of like a recap? Does somebody show us a recap of like everything we've we've done? It really makes you think, huh? Do we come back in some other form or do we come back as like a tree or a bug, a flower? And it's it's just so crazy to think that like we'll never know until that day actually comes. But then when that day comes, does like everything just go dark? Like, am I going to remember? Or is it just like nothingness? It's it's a lot, I know. And this is literally just like half of the fucking shit that I think about on the fucking daily. A lot of people who know me will probably think like, oh my God, like he doesn't have a relationship with, with, you know, with God or he doesn't have any faith. And that's probably so far from, from the truth because I do, I do believe in God and I do have faith. I think what it is for me is I have a rocky relationship with religion and maybe that's a whole other episode all on its own. As of right now, I... I know that there is a higher power that is good and that is great and I believe in that and I pray to that. It might not be Bible verses and Bible prayers, but I have faith. One of the biggest things that I'm always talking about and it's so sad is whenever we go out to either a concert or even to a club, like going out to eat, like I am literally always mentioning like, what are we going to do if there's a shooting? Do we have an escape route? And as I'm in wherever we're, we're going, I'm literally scoping the fucking place out. I'm literally looking at exits. I'm looking at, okay, it's not too crowded over there. Okay, I'm going to stand right here because if something pops off, I can like take you know my people this way. It is so sad that I have to have that mentality. Even when I'm watching a fucking movie in the movie theater, if, if I see anybody who like walks in late or they get up to go to the fucking bathroom or something. I'm just like, oh my God, like this is it. There's nowhere to go. There's like an exit, but it's down there. Like I can try to jump over this chair. I can try to jump over that. I can tell so-and-so to duck here while I go this way. It is just so sad to have to have that mentality. Just when when going out and going out to these 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 places that are LGBTQ friendly, that are LGBTQ centered. For, for us, for our community, it's supposed to be a safe place, you know? It's supposed to be a sanctuary. It's supposed to be a place where we can all come together and just, you know, be our, our authentic selves without, without judgment. Recently, as well, where I'm from, there is a nightclub that I've gone to quite often. And it was around 2019, there was a, there was a video that surfaced on Facebook where a woman was screaming gay slurs and threats outside of the club. This video, it received over 27,000 views on, on Facebook. Someone caught wind of it and they referred to themselves as the MAGA shooter. They created a Twitter profile account and the tweets that this account was tweeting out were fucking insane. One tweet, he tweeted a photo of Pulse and he was saying, this is what nightclub will look like. And then he said, change the name of the club to Pulse as it will share the same fate. So authorities believed that the person behind this Twitter account 
was somehow related or knew the woman in the video that gained 27,000 views on Facebook. So eventually they ended up arresting this person who was posting these threats on this on this Twitter account. And when they arrested him, thousands of rounds of ammunition were confiscated from his property as well as several weapons. Ironically enough, I went to school with this with this person and if you listen to my last episode about like being bullied and stuff, I briefly mentioned how there was a time where I would dread going to school because some people, some guys would ask me these like, you know, just questions that they shouldn't be asking me in front of uh, like all these other kids and just calling me all these degrading names, calling me X, Y, and Z, you know, just all of that. And this was one of the main people who made my life literally a living hell. And it's just, it's crazy how back then I can see how much hate he had for me because I I wasn't even out. It was just an assumption. He just assumed I was gay because of how I talked, how how I acted, my mannerisms. And he just, he he hated me so fucking much for no reason, just for, just for how I acted. I never would do anything to him. I never disrespected him. I was just there. My teacher just so happened to sit us at the same fucking group table and he just was there hating me. So when I caught wind of this whole, you know, this whole incident, I was just like, holy fucking shit. Like I was surprised, but then I wasn't surprised. Like I addressed in episode one, there literally is nothing scarier than the shit that is going on right now in our fucking world. I really do hope that going forward that we really do start seeing change because I feel like nothing is really getting done. There's nothing getting done and thoughts and prayers aren't going to do shit. So-and-so can put out a post. They can put it on Instagram, all social media and be like, my thoughts are this, my thoughts. Your thoughts aren't going to do shit. What we need is some fucking change. We need some fucking action. I do want to get into a poll that I created on Instagram. Would you feel obligated to say yes, even if you didn't want to? To a friend or family member who asked you to be their child's godparent? What about to a friend or family member who asked you to be a bridesmaid slash groomsman slash best man slash maid of honor for their wedding? And 48% of my Instagram followers said yes, I wouldn't want to insult them. And 52% of my Instagram followers said no, I have the right to respectfully decline. And I was probably one of those 52%. I, <laughs> I, I don't get where in our society we went to where we're so programmed to be people pleasers, even if it might not always be necessary to do so. I get it. It's a case-by-case situation. But at the end of the day, regardless of who it is, if you're not mentally okay during that time, if someone asks you to be a godparent or something in their wedding and you're not okay 
then I feel like you have every right to say no. And that person who's asking you needs to be able to understand that. I was asked to be someone's godparent. And I was asked... Actually, no. I was told that I am going to be 100% committed, 100% going to do all these classes, 100% this, 100% that. At first, I was like, fine, that's okay, because I had my whole, like, people pleaser button on, and then, you know, I was thinking about it, I was like, you know what, fuck that. Like, why? But what really sealed the deal for me was when this family member told me and I'm only asking you because you're gay and I know nobody else is going to ask you so that's when I said I'm out I'm not gonna do it I can't do it I don't want it I don't want anything to do with that religion I'm good no and there was just like all kinds of drama and I mean, it, it is what it is now. And I no longer talk to this family member and that's okay because there's toxic people in your family that you don't have to put up with. Like just, just because we're blood, that doesn't mean I have to put up with any of your fucking bullshit. We like, no, no. Life is too short for that shit. And yeah. So anywho, <laughs> I'm just like so, it makes me really sad that as a society, we feel like we need to say yes or bend over backwards just so we don't have to like hurt someone's feelings. I, I wish we could all be honest with each other and and more transparent versus what's okay and like what's what's going to keep things moving, what's going to keep this show going, you know? out this highlight episode. During the first season, I allowed insight on my recent internal struggles and also shared very openly my personal growth journey to becoming less toxic and steer myself on a path to be a better person. So do you believe that we as humans can truly change for the better? Um, I do. I really do. I know there's a lot of people out there that don't believe that. There's that saying, like, you know, regardless of the situation, whether it's, like, cheating or people being mean, like, the ones a cheater, always a cheater. Uh, or, you know, like, just... There's, like, people who just think that other people can't change, and I think they can change because I feel... and Actually, I know I'm one of those people who used to be very self-centered and very vain and into, like, how I looked. And... Do I want to get into this? Yeah, let's get into it. Okay. So I believe that people can change because from a past, from my past experiences, I used to be a person that was not so nice. I felt like the world owed me everything. I, I felt like I was somehow superior to others when I had nothing going for me either. So I don't know what that false sense of that God complex was where it was coming from. But I just, I knew I felt like everyone, like I deserved what was given to me. And I didn't. I didn't deserve any of it. 
And like I said, I got to this point where I let the compliments and people telling me that I was good looking get to my head. And I mean, I had a fucking cringy ass selfie without a shirt on, uh, like every, every night. And I mean, I would get a good amount of likes on it and it got to my head and it made me this really ugly, cocky person who was just rude and mean to everyone until one day that literally all fell apart. And I hurt probably one of the most important people in my life. And to see this person laying on the floor of my bedroom crying because I had done some like really selfish, awful things. Uh, I was like, what the fuck are you doing, Anthony? Like what, what are you doing? You have all these people here for you doing things for you and and you're gonna do this to them you're gonna hurt them this bad and literally after that happened i was like okay we're we're gonna change and i mean i still would show characteristics of the like the narcissistic if you want to call it that uh personality and then i was hit with uh an a really bad I don't know if it was like eczema or what but I was hit like my face broke out in these really bad like blisters and they were itchy and they kind of messed up my face a little bit like I still have scars and it was for a good I want to say like a good six months I could not get rid of these like I tried like every cream I I was I was given like cortisone creams and like I don't know what triggered it or what but i gained i gained some weight back and i i think that was just like i i I didn't go out i didn't really talk to anybody i just like went to work and then went straight home and i think what that taught me was (laughs) just i don't know like i i did a lot of thinking and just how like low i felt maybe it because like growing up like yes i i was bullied but like i said i there was a time when i lost a ton of weight and like i said i let it get to my head so i think that moment when that that stuff those blisters went on my face and all that i think it was someone trying to tell me like bitch you need to fucking humble yourself and get your shit together and start treating people like better because like you're so full of yourself like I was so full of shit and I mean now I I do find myself like having slip-ups when it when it comes to like being rude or my delivery but I think I can actually catch myself now and be like no like that that's not okay like you need to like you know (laughs) like stop that shit right now so do I think someone can change? Like, not overnight. It's definitely a long road. And there are going to be setbacks and there are going to be slip-ups. But as long as you stay focused on the task at hand, I feel like it can be done. And just, like, learn if, regardless of your situation, just learn to treat people with respect and kindness and to talk to those who love you and who support you and are always there for you. Learn to reciprocate that like like just just be kind
Before I end this episode, as always, I just want to thank you all for listening and even to those of you for messaging me your curiosity about season one. I wouldn't have even created this highlight special had I not received those messages and I'm glad I did. I had a very different mindset recording these episodes and it has been honestly re-inspiring for me going forward. I was a very angry person with quite a lot to say when I created this whole show and I always wanted it to be a horse show but I also wanted to tackle social issues and just really give my insight and opinion. Uh, But then there came a time where that whole format just became too mentally draining for me. Um, Yeah, like I, I love where the show has gone and where the show is at right now. And I'll always appreciate those first 10 episodes for really inspiring me to take this to the next level honestly and one thing I will always stick by is I never want the episodes to sound the same I want you all to expect something different each time you click on an episode and yeah I've just I've really enjoyed doing this and I I can't believe I've recorded edited and produced over 30 episodes But with all of that said, I love you for listening and I will talk to you all on the next episode.